You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Alexa Dad, and today we are talking Nats baseball, and we bring in our Nationals reporter, Jamal Collier, for us here on MLB.com. Jamal, the Nationals officially announced Joaquin Benoit, and his signing means what for this team? Well, I think it's another uh, bullpen uh, slot, bullpen arm that's kind of, you know, crossed off the list. Uh, obviously, with the setback that Kota Glover had uh, coming into camp short, uh, with a sore shoulder, and I think that you know they really they want to kind of cover their bases here. Kind of, they came together pretty quickly. Ben Wise just said he was landing in Arizona and prepared to start working out there um, before he got a call. All of a sudden, said things are moving with the Nationals. They should come down to West Palm Beach because uh, he's been in camp for a few days. Actually, now signing was just official uh, here on Wednesday, but he's been in camp, uh, you know, dressed in uniform for a couple days, so he's already going and, and, and getting ready for his workout. Uh, and they're hoping that, um, that that last season for him and the kind of high ERA is, is, is was kind of a fluke and that he's uh, going to be able to contribute and help them out this year. You mentioned that Sean Doolittle's tinkering with his slider. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so Sean Doolittle's already always – he's obviously a heavy fastball pitcher, but he's also had that slider and that changeup. Um, he just doesn't really use them, doesn't have a lot of confidence in them, and will kind of mix them in there just to keep the hitters honest once in a while. But um, it's not a pitch he trusts a whole lot. I think this year he's really focused on – uh, obviously, we hear this in spring training a lot, right? Guys, pitchers coming in and working on a new pitch, or they're, they're going to use their old pitches, or whatever it might be. Um, and that's the thing for him is one, he's he's trying to get more comfortable with that slider, really just find a grip for him that works. Um, and that's kind of the biggest thing for him. Derek Lilliquist, the new pitching coach, is a guy who's kind of become uh, famous here for teaching people sliders and working with sliders. So I think that's a, a resource that he's been able to use. Um, but the biggest thing for him is why he thinks that this is not just a spring training you know, change or a phase. Um, the last year he came into D.C., uh, we just start calling the changeup. And that was a pitch that he had kind of started throwing less and less over the years. Uh, you look at it, you know, he started throwing it and realized that Weeders was going to keep calling it uh, and, and kind of just start working on it. And it, it became a pretty effective pitch for him and something that he used at a higher rate last year than he had in any other you know, year of his career. So I think that, um, you know, for him right now, it's, it's something to just get comfortable throwing it in games. And once he starts executing it and feels like he, he has confidence in it, uh, you'll see that just another new pitch kind of to, uh, you know, add to his arsenal. All right, now that we got the X's and O's of Sean Doolittle out of the way, I want to ask you the real story about him. He was called Seth Rogen on the Metro, and he freaked out and doesn't want to take the Metro anymore. What's the story? What's going on? It's funny, we actually were laughing about it here this morning uh, at Clubhouse. Uh, that, you know, that, that uh, yeah, he was, they were coming back from an event at, Nets at, the, at uh, the National Park, and, you know, him and his, his uh, now wife were riding the, were about to get ready on the Metro. A uh, group of, of teenagers come up to him and, and gave him the, you know, hey, you know who you look like? And for a second, he uh, thought he was being recognized, thought that, oh, you know, they know I'm the Nationals closer and a new pitcher, <laughs> and kind of was in just that brief moment uh, that he was you know, kind of getting excited. Uh, and then they hit him with the Seth Rogen line, and you know how uh. it could be, too. <laughs> and uh, But the last, he said, they basically hit it was a hit and run. He said they, they, they told me this, and then they kind of laughed their way right up the elevator and stairs. Um, and he said the worst part, of course, is his wife is the one laughing the hardest out of anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he had fun with it. It was kind of a, a joking way. He's like, yeah, I can't ride the Metro again or be around teenagers because <laughs> never know what's going to come out of their mouth. Oh, my gosh. Just uh, yet another reason not to ride the Metro. You know what I'm talking about? It's crazy. All right, uh, so let's talk a little bit about Adam Eaton. He's a full participant during the workouts that he is uh, involved in, and uh, everything's going smoothly as he's all set for opening day. Uh, so far, so good. I mean, you know, 
the, so far, you know, we had a little bit of limitations with Daniel Murphy, and they're kind of bringing him along slowly. But, uh, you know, I thought that Eden might there be something that, okay, he's still not doing this, so we want to ease him up on this. But he was essentially a regular position player uh, during their first workout period, at least last couple of days. He's been taking a lot of BP. He's been running in the outfield, doing other pop-up drills, and running in hard on some of them. And, you know, everything has looked kind of normal. Um, there's not been any limits or any physical limits that we've been able to see uh, from him. He's not necessarily – he doesn't come up in pain. Um, so that date of opening day for him, I think, is still right on target. Uh, it shouldn't really be a problem. Again, they're going to probably play him slow and, and, you know, take him a little bit easier once the games start in spring training here. Um, but as far as everything right now, Eden looks like he's a, um, a, pretty, a pretty clear go. And, and that's, you know, the worries for him, I think, should be calmed down a little bit. All right, you mentioned Daniel Murphy. You know, Murph yeah. doing limited baseball activities and still being pretty patient in that rehab process with his right knee. Where is he at right now, and, you know, how soon is he going to get back into form being Murph? Yeah, it's, it's on one hand, um, he's not doing a whole lot right now. You know, he's playing tilting grounders that are being rolled to him from his knees. Um, he is uh, doing some light running on a treadmill. Uh, and, and essentially I think that's virtually it. I mean, he's not doing a whole, whole lot of baseball activity. He's able to do something and try to keep himself in shape, but it's, it's a pretty, uh, you know, it's with a trainer pretty much the entire day and getting rehab, getting work done and those things. Um, so that sounds a little bit alarming when you talk about it, but it's still a while to go here, five weeks, six weeks before uh, opening day. And I think that the Nats, again, is another guy they're going to be really just careful with. Um, you know, last year he didn't get a whole lot of at-bats during spring training. kind of came up and it was, you know, still all good. I think he knows that he can get himself ready. He's a guy who likes hitting a lot, so I think he, he just is t- t- tough for him to kind of sit back and not be able to hit. But uh, I think he still feels really confident about his chances to be ready for the start of the season uh, or even shortly thereafter. But, again, the, the start of the season is pretty much still the target date. Uh, the Nats still pretty feel confident about it. Um, so, I, again, I wouldn't worry about that just yet. I don't know if they would obviously kind of bring him about slowly as well. Um, during spring training games and, and, and those things, but he still, you know, seems optimistic that at some point he'll be able to get into spring training games and get ready for the year. Uh, the biggest thing for him is, you know, once he comes off the DL, once he starts playing, he doesn't want to have to stop and be sat back or, or whatever it is again. So um, the key right now is just to make sure it's 100%, and then they'll be full go. So unless there is any sort of setback, he should be set for opening day, and that should be it. Essentially, I mean, that's what they keep saying, that right. if, unless something happens, that uh, they feel still pretty good about that target date. Um, they could decide along the way, obviously, to be extra cautious or to say, you know, we'll DL them for the first, you know, 10 games or whatever just to, to get them right or just to let them get some extra at-bats. But um, that is, that's not on the table at this point right now. They still feel confident that he'll be uh, playing second base when they take the field in Cincinnati. All right. Sounds good. Let's talk about a dark horse candidate for MVP last year and Anthony Rendon. You've written yeah. a little bit about him. What are you seeing from him? What is he expecting of himself this year? Yeah, Rendon is, a, is an interesting guy. I mean, he uh, is, is pretty pretty relaxed and laid back on and off the field. You can kind of just watch him and how smooth and, and, and relaxed he looks on the field, but that's pretty much his personality. He's not a guy who tinkers and, 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 and does a lot of things uh, off the field. He's pretty much kept everything the same. Um, this offseason, I think that's an interesting note because he really had a lot of success last year, um, obviously having the, the, the kind of a career year. But, you know, he was a guy who used to be, you know, obviously got the nickname Tony Tubags. He was always driving about the other way, hitting doubles in the gap. Um, and, and I wouldn't say he's a complete student of the whole fly ball revolution or, or any of that. But um, he's a guy who said, all right, I don't need to do that. Um, I can start pulling the ball a little bit more. I can start hitting it, you know, trying to hit for power a little bit more and driving runs and do those kind of things. Uh, and we saw, obviously, the career-high in home runs, career-high in, in, in RBIs, and just some of the OPS was, was up there as well. 
Um, and I think that that's a, something that he wants to kind of keep maintaining. Um, is that he's going to drive the ball more and he's going to try to hit the ball harder and, and not worry about singles or whatever the other way, but more focused on, you know, doing damage and, and putting the ball that way. Um, so, you know, on one hand, he's kind of not changed anything. On the other hand, he's kind of a lot different uh, because he got married during the offseason. He cut his hair. And it's just a, a lot of little things that it's like, well, you had a pretty wild offseason, but he kind of downplayed it. And so, yeah, I just sat on my couch in Houston <laughs> the entire time. But uh, Rendon's going to be an interesting player. I mean, he is, he's obviously so talented, so young, and, and a big part of this Nats future. And one of the guys who, you know, if this current, current core, um, if those guys get older and, and potentially move on, um, he could be one of the, the guys who's a part of the next winning Nats teams and, and, and you know, as they go forward. Well, it seems like everyone's talking about Bryce Harper's impending free agency, except for Bryce Harper, because when he brought it up, he's basically like, you know, this is something I don't want to address during the season. And if you ask me it, I'll walk out the door. And that's what he said. What was the reaction maybe from some of his teammates or the clubhouse or, you know, the front office about those comments? He seemed kind of anxious when he made them. And then when he made that final comment, it was kind of like a hammer was dropped. And I was kind of surprised (laughs) and, you know, curious about the whole thing. What was your reaction? Yeah, I mean, on one hand, it, it, it obviously was such a forceful uh, and emphatic statement you know, that this is off limits, and I'm not going to answer the questions about it, and I'll, the, the interview will be over with it. Um, I don't want to say it was an, an, an unofficial policy, though, the, the last really year or even now. I mean, this is one I'll say he's been answering questions about this this you know coming free agency for almost five years, <laughs> it feels like at this point, right? It's, it's been pretty much since he won MVP, people have looked toward what he'll get at, you know, at that potential point of free agency. So I can, I can understand the fatigue of this being uh, you know, something you've heard about when you're still you know, three years, two years, still ten months away. Um, but you know, it's, it's something that he really has not discussed a whole lot over the past year, especially last year, um, that those questions he was, he was saying, hey, look, I've still got time to, to go before we get there, uh, and I'm not focused on that. I'm still trying to have a good year this year, and, and, and those things will take care of himself. Um, so I think that was just the the thing that stuck out to me. I I, I didn't I wasn't necessarily surprised or or caught off guard by those comments. Um, obviously, it was a like you said, an emphatic kind of thing, and he did kind of lay the hammer down there. But um, at the same time, I think that you know he he's a guy who is so competitive and so focused on he's able to focus in on certain things that I think that you know he knows that if he goes out there and plays the way he can this year and plays 150 games or whatever it is, um, you know we'll be talking about him as an MVP candidate, if not the MVP. And then the the salary and the where he goes and those things will take care of themselves. So I think he's more focused on that, and then we'll get there, and, and, and he'll let his agent and, and those things take care of themselves. So how many times is he going to walk out on the door on you? How many times are you going <laughs> to ask him about it? I don't know. i got, I got to see how far I can push to not get him to walk out the door, but to think about it, but then answer it anyway. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's the magic that you bring to this. All right, Jamal, that's going to do it for us here on MLB.com Extras, our Nationals edition. We'll be back next week with a brand-new episode, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Thanks, Jamal. Thank you.